1: married to a Taurus? It's terrible. Lucky lady. It's, Look it's, at it's you. such a fight. It's like the bull and the goat. It's like all we do is like Ram. Oh, I mean like you, you're like you're you're we basically bump like heads yeah. all day long. It's like who's in control? Like who's gonna back down? Who's gonna have the last word? <laughs> I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate.
2: I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. Good morning, Carolina. We talked about this before. Good morning, honey. Windows you are DS. a New Year's baby, correct? I am a New Year's baby. So is that December 31st or yes. January 1st? December 31st. That makes you a? Capricorn. Oh, I can't judge you. I don't know enough about Capricorns to judge you. You don't? No. What Like, what are the traits of a Capricorn? Um, Capricorns, we tend to be very controlling. Okay. Very
1: loyal. Uh-huh. Like a, to a fault. Okay. Um... We're also the type of person that always wants to be right. And we tend to be leaders, but we're very caring people. Very, so bachiguera,
2: very una bachiguera, <laughs> that you think you know it all.
1: Pretty much. Like, we think we know everything, but we love very hard. We love, and, and the people that we choose to let in our circle is usually uh, well taken care of, protected, you know, bien mimado. Like You're the GOAT. I am.
2: Oh my gosh, the greatest of all time. Exactly. Wait, I'm looking this up right now. It says, Capricorn-born people are most determined of the entire Zodiac, the most prominent. The qualities of the goats, as they're called, are that they're ambitious, check, mm-hmm. conservative, nope, <laughs> determined, sure, practical, nah, and helpful, absolutely. I try to be. Okay, so you're like three out of the six. Because <laughs> <laughs> anytime I try to meet someone, I think I saw this on your um, on your Instagram, I will immediately judge you if you're a Scorpio. Really? Because oh. I dated a Scorpio. I When I think Scorpios, mm. I'm like, oh, you're a freak. That's, yes. I don't know why I have a Scorpio.
1: Scorpio is associated with 1 million
2: freakiness. One million percent. Really? Yes. Oh, Lord. Let's just say it was hard for me to walk around that time of my life. Well, good, okay. God <laughs> It's like, I do. But you, you put something up that says, like, do you judge people based on their zodiac sign? And a lot of
1: people said absolutely yes.
2: Yes, I believe in definitely judging people by their zodiac sign only because like so, for example, they say like a Taurus woman embodies all acts of love and pleasure are my rituals. Okay, Uh, able to move mountains and never disappoint. Uh, No, I've disappointed in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real woman, loyal, stubborn. Yes. All of those things. You know, so it's like some people completely do not believe anything about zodiac signs. And there are other people like me. I don't know how you are. But you said you do judge people, right? Um, a little bit? Kind of, sorta. Sometimes I feel like I don't know anything. And I'm like, what sign are you? And they're like, Virgo. And I'm like, cricket,
1: cricket. <laughs> I don't know shit about Virgo people. But anyway, I've heard bad things about y'all. Like, yes. that's kind of like how I go about well, it. Well, now,
2: aren't we both married to Cancers? When's Noonie's birthday? No, I'm married to a Taurus. Oh, you're married to a Taurus? It's terrible. Lucky lady.
1: It's it's such a fight. It's like the bull and the goat. It's like all we do is like. Ram. I mean like you're you're, you're basically like heads all day long. It's like who's in control? Like who's going to back down? Who's going to have the last word? We're just both super stubborn, determined, loud. But see like in Uh, a
2: good but in a good combination which I believe you two are. You can bring out the best in each other which unfortunately you can also bring out the worst in each other. And you have to recognize what those things are so you work on them right I do
1: and and I've changed a lot I now that I've gotten older it's just like I tend to like oh wow I'm about to lose my mind okay I'm gonna go take a shower honey like that's kind of like how I deal deal with things yeah I just remove myself if I feel like wow I feel like a really bad situation is coming on right now I just kind of like just walk away but before it was just very intense
2: yeah and
1: kind of toxic at some times you know
2: I think any relationship can get there, though. I don't care what sign you are. I think any relationship can get to the toxic level if you allow it. If if you both. If you feed into the negativity. If you both
1: don't back down one person always i feel like for a marriage to work it's just like when somebody's really wound up or when somebody's really having a bad day and stress the fuck out like if you, you can't
2: put more fl- fuel on the fire
1: but some people do right it's just like wow i had a terrible day i'm in a bad mood i don't want to do shit i just want to lay here oh so you're just gonna lay here you're just gonna be a bum I, I, that's not my fault you had a bad day like you have to like give the person space and and kind of like help the situation and as a young person that wasn't really like what i was
2: you wanted to get to the bottom of it like right away i want an answer i want to know like that's the thing it's a you know i struggle sometimes with like the whole like 1950s 60s way of thinking like being Mm. a wife because i'm super independent i'm a career woman but then there some of the best advice that my mother gave me when i was about to get married was like the one thing that she said to me when your husband comes home give him 20 minutes just just think about it. Like, when you get home, yeah. it takes you about 20 minutes to take off your shoes, you go wash your hands, you go mm-hmm. change your clothes, you do all of this stuff, right? When I first started dating Mark, he would come home, and the first one was, I was like, and then you miss this, and then blah, 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 blah. And I'm, like, giving him, like, a laundry Chitty. list of all, yes, of all the, and he was just like, oh, my gosh, you're, like, really overwhelming me right now. But that that's my personality, yeah. you know? So it's, like, basing people off of their zodiac sign when I started dating Mark, I had to research what a cancer was. And I found out, like, they're hella sensitive. They are. This is a guy who is, like, just no emotion. You know, you don't fluff him. He very, very rarely gets pissed off. But if you say something, ooh, it will. hard exterior... Soft interior, you know? Yeah. So then it's like, oh, but he'll hold on to it. And I can't believe you said this to me. And Aww. I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. I said it in passing, My you older know? sister's
1: a cancer, too, and she's like that.
2: And she And she'll hold on to things? Yes,
1: she will. And she will remember it and say it a lot. Like, I remember seven years ago when you said this. Like, and it's she... like, you
2: don't even remember. Like, where was I seven years? She's like, I know the outfit you had on. Yeah, yeah. I remember where we were standing in the room. Like, they're very detail-oriented. <laughs> So now I know not to fight with him about things like that. But even like my babies, when I was pregnant with Noah and Asher, I researched their signs because I was like, what kind of babies, like what kind of traits are they going to have? Oh, you're so you know? She's like, what like, kind of babies are they going to be? No, and I did. And I actually looked up like the comparison of a Virgo child with a Taurus mother. And um, Oh God,
1: you went deep. I did. You didn't just want to know what a Virgo child was. You no. wanted to know how he would interact with you.
2: Well, because, and by the way, every child is an individual because the way that I discipline Noah is not the same way that I discipline Asher, you know. Oh, and you don't
1: put them both in the tub with cold water and whip their ass together like my mom did? No,
2: but I will. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but that's a great idea. Hold on, I'm going to hold on to that right in town. Um, no, like, you know, they have different personalities but there are a lot of traits that they have that run deep that I think they have the similarity because they're both the same sign. Oh, they're both the same sign. They're born two days apart. Oh my God. Two years Did you plan it? To the day. No. Because
1: that's a big coincidence.
2: Noah was born uh, obviously September 6th first, 2013, and then when I got pregnant with Asher, completely not... You know It planned. was a surprise? I mean it wasn't really a surprise. Like we knew that we wanted to have another baby yeah. but like we were just like oh okay like if it happens it happens. Okay got and it. And so then like we went to the doctor and he was like okay great so your due date is September 6th and I was like what? The same exact due date as his brother. That's crazy. And so Mark and I talked about it and I said look let's see what, how the pregnancy goes and if it's a C-section then I will we we decide. You get to decide the date and so um, it's a story that I like to tell everybody all the time because I remember like Noah is very bright. He's a very bright boy. He's super, like, just, oh, he's such a good kid. And I said, it's going to be really difficult for this little guy. To kind of always be in Noah's shadow. So I said the one thing that I can give him is an earlier birthday. Aww. So I gave Asher September fourth. So his birthday comes first. His birthday comes first. And to this day, Noah's like, well, why does he have to go first? Is it because you get to do everything first in life? Let him have that. So yeah. but yeah, I just think people need to, if you're ever wondering how to navigate, because I've done this with bosses. I've done this really? with yes. I, where have I been? Well, just because you know what it is? It kind of it kind of gives you a lay of the land. You kind of know what you're dealing with, like, for example, I had a boss who was a Leo, and I have many friends who are Leos. Obviously, the Leo, the lion, is the king of the jungle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very, um, they're leaders. They're very determined. All of these things, and you know, I knew dealing with a Leo that I was like, okay, so I would basically like have to back down on a couple things and like circle back. You know what I'm saying? Got it. So okay. yeah. allow him to be the, the allow allowing, him to be the leader, the but then yeah, exactly. Like, don't. Fight Fight a Leo, Got you don't it. fight a Leo My mom's and win. A Leo. Oh yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's Look. a tough one. Be, but you know what? You have to strategize with a Leo. You have to let them think they're the king of the jungle, and then you come back and you move around. And you know what I'm talking about? So. I just let her win at all times. Mm-hmm. So now, honey, I think I need to do some research on me and you. I think I need to do some research if you and I are compatible. Uh,
1: well, get on your
2: phone. I, I think I want we need it, to do. Or do you know off the top of your head? I really don't know because I don't have many Capricorn friends, which is funny to me.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Capricorn women friends are really, really amazing friends. Or so I hear.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. Capricorn Taurus compatibility. In sex, love, and life. Well, We don't need to have sex. We don't need all that. That's too deep. (laughs) Wait, let's see. Here it says, when Taurus and Capricorn come together in a love match, it's practical. A sensible partnership. First of all, it's not a love match, Carolina. Can we do friendship? I know, but still, the the two signs they share a certain down-to-earth logic and an interest in efficiency. That's true. That is true. Okay, Taurus is not interested in risking more than is necessary in terms of an emotional connection and involvement. You Capricorn <laughs> is similarly disinterested in that risk. I think this is, Taurus has high standards. Capricorn's career is one of the great focuses of their lives. This th- this is true! And I just like randomly picked this one. I'm, I'm cold, I'm reading this cold. Um, They're interested in scaling the heights and tend to set very high standards for themselves to adhere to. Taurus has high standards as well, but regarding love, relationships, and possessions. Hmm. The two signs admire one another's dedication and strength. I do. Yes. Um, a love relationship with us can go stale fast. Okay, so but anyway, I you think see, Kelly,
1: I told you don't do the romance I one. Know. Okay, Jesus look up, Christ, look
2: up, like girl, we're both Earth signs, so that's good. Um, we both want to possess and be surrounded by beautiful things. Yes, that I do. Yeah, and um,
1: okay, I got something here. Give okay? it to me
2: the most striking
1: aspect of a friendship not a romantic relationship Carolina okay fine between a Taurus and a Capricorn <laughs> is the similarity of their character and their devotion to attaining their common ends
2: I think we're a good match
1: they both enjoy a lavish and comfortable life
2: same mm-hmm. and are
1: willing to take the effort to achieve them and don't mind sharing their resources with others and that's true all <gasps> that of that is true that is so true.
2: true we've said that before mm-hmm. like we've always put on other people always. We've all we're like down to help each other out we like like to live good we like to live good yeah we're not mad at chanel or anything like that you know a little (laughs) um but no i think that that's why i'm just saying sometimes people discount the zodiac signs. And I'm they about say to like, research
1: all my friends right now. Girl,
2: go down the list. I'm not even kidding you. If
1: somebody gets fired from friendship, it's your fault.
2: Well, then no, no, no. You know what? Um, email life in Spanish, English podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of times people need tools to understand other people. And I think now we're so quick. We're so quick to let people go, you know? And I feel like maybe if you have an understanding of what a person or what makes them tick... <laughs>
1: Your question can I what? stop you right there do you feel like all Capricorns have the same traits I feel like every human is so different that sometimes the zodiac sign is like not foul proof
2: it isn't but I do think that they're I, I think that more often than not they will have some of those those type traits. Of traits I do I do just in my experience now wait what is this Carolina picks the worst sign what do you mean what does this mean Carolina picks the worst sign get on a the What do you mean?
1: He wants you to tell us.
2: what. What is the worst sign? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to ask what you think the worst sign is.
1: For what? For romantic or just overall human? No,
2: like you read the Zodiacs. Yeah.
1: So like what do you think the worst sign is based on your research?
2: (sighs) I mean, I would say. She
1: bought the horoscope shame. You know that's the thing, right? Ew. Is it horoscope shaming? Yes, it is. No, I have never heard of this before. Yes. Like horoscope shaming, it's like, ah, oh, you're a cancer. I would never date you. And like discounting people. For- oh, see,
2: now people are going to hate on me. I can't name one. Thanks a lot, Andrew. No, I'm not picking the worst sign. I, I will not pick the worst <laughs> sign. I, I will say some people are difficult. Scorpios, mm-hmm. Taurus, <laughs> no, they're Taurus not men, bad. Jesus Christ. They're not that bad. No, <laughs> they're not. They're not as bad as you think. So um, that's why when you go through your list of friends, we have to ask the question. What is a good amount of close friends to have? You've told me that you have a small circle. I do have a small circle, but can I tell you
1: one thing? It's like I rotate friends, if that makes any sense. Like everybody is part of my life, but sometimes it's like I have a top five, like MySpace. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm really fucking hard with these people right here. Like I see them all the time and, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to making new friends either. For mm-hmm. a long time, it was just like, no new friends, no, no, new, friends, no yeah, new friends, yeah, yep, now, no new friends. And now now mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, okay, this person's cool because it's just like a lot of my friendships have... Uh like, not deteriorated, but we've gone different ways in life. You know, some of my friends became moms. They moved to Florida.
3: Oh, that'll or affect you. It,
1: it does. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, like, you used to be my best friend, but I haven't seen you in a year. So are you really still my best friend?
2: But do you and, make the effort or do you wait for them to make the effort?
1: Um, No, I don't really make the effort. I'm not going to lie to you. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm coming to Orlando, you know what I'm saying, tomorrow to see you. It's But I do try to, like, keep in contact and Well, it's like when you like send their gifts stuff to the kids. on social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I like like everything. I comment. Mm -hmm. I'll send kids. The gifts come straight from Amazon to the house. Like, wrap this up for the kid and put it under the tree. I try. But usually, like, four or five people at a time, Mm -hmm. I feel like, is a good amount. I already have two sisters, which I consider my two close friends. So it's like two other, like, non-blood-related friends more than enough.
2: I agree with you about the ebbs and flows of friendship because there are some friends that I've had since I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. I don't see them every day. I don't talk to them every day. But when we see each other, it's like we never fell off. Yeah, There's one girl in particular, and I think you guys know who she is. Um, I'll, I'll say it, Cheryl. Um, You know who Cheryl yeah. is. She's a riot. She's a Um, Don't see her all the time. Not exactly social with her all the time. But I have love in my heart for her. You know what I mean? So then it's like whenever we see each other, it's like, girl! No, and then we like have the best time Mm -hmm. so i would consider her a good friend but like in my super tight circle
1: yeah like that you talk every day
2: (sighs) i keep it really tight i keep it real tight i've been burned you know oh i've been burned by some friendships big time big time so Mm -hmm. i think that i'm a little bit more guarded as i've gotten older Mm -hmm. and i think it's more about the quality time that you get to spend with somebody rather than like the number yeah. you know I have a lot of friends that ne- right now even I'm 40 that have like 20 something I'm like I couldn't how? even tell you how like I couldn't even tell you 20 people in my phone right now that I text on on the regular nah, like that's a lot of people real honestly and so it's like and I also think that that's where things get kind of messy it really does a whole bunch of women and just ugh, nah,
1: it's too much I'd rather not
2: yeah so I think like the good friend thing for me as I've gotten older it's more about like who do I trust who can I tell like my business to that I know they won't Be like blabbing to other people, talking to other people about it. You know, who can I confide in? And also, like, who has a similar type of lifestyle? Like, because you mentioned your friend. Some of them have kids. Yeah, I became that friend. Yeah. Whereas some of my friends just stopped talking to me because, well, you're so busy with your kids. Well, no, I mean, I would make time for you, but it's a two way street. It's hard, you you know. know?
1: And like with me and my best friend, it was all about us for like you know fifteen years, and then she had a baby, and then it was just like I could never get her on phone. I could never see her, and it's like, yeah, you're a mom now, you have this baby, but it it just felt weird. It was just like, wow, it was all about us before. We used to talk two, three times a day. Now it's like I can't even find you. I can't even reach you, and I feel like. The relationship never really made a comeback after she had a baby
2: be, well and also you know what a lot of people use that as an excuse but I'm the type of person where it's like even my good good friends where if I don't you know you call me and I'm putting the kids to bed or whatever 930 rolls around I'm like girl I was putting those kids to bed what's going call on back. Yeah, yeah because you don't. have to maintain the relationship the balance, like that's yeah. where I'm saying it's it shouldn't all be on the person who doesn't have kids to maintain the friendship uh, yeah you know? I kind of felt
1: like I was like okay I'm feel like now I'm just bothering her
2: right and I kind of like so uh, back off and then I
1: told her and then she's like I never hear from you anymore I was like, like every time I call you, it's like you're busy or the baby's crying. Or and then you, she or got you, sensitive. Or you're bathing no. the baby or something. So yeah. I feel like it's more like a nuisance more than, like, you're glad to hear from me. It's more like, oh, the baby's crying and I'm driving. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just fall back. I'll let her really focus on, like, mom, uh, like being a mom.
2: And that's actually very generous and, like, and and thoughtful of you because I think that it's, like, when it becomes work, work. Mm-hmm. That's when it isn't fun anymore. You know, When that's when it's like it loses a little bit of the magic. You know, I have certain friends that I can call and be like, we're we're going day drinking. I've had the worst week of my life. I need you to meet me. And they're like, what time I will be there? You know, are we doing rosé or what? Margaritas. And then there are my other friends who I call when I like need some practical advice Mm -hmm. or I need like a little bit of help, you know, because we all fall off a little bit, you know, the pressure. Um, I have the other friends that are like my mom friends or you know and mm-hmm. so it's like you have like these different specific Clusters categories of, like, yeah I have my work friends you know I think it just as you get older and you have a career it's so hard to maintain all of those different relationships it,
1: that brings me to a question um how many times a month do you see your friends like do you do girls night because I kind of struggle with that sometimes yeah. because I feel like even though I'm, I'm married and I'm a career woman I sometimes try to see my friends two three times a week Ooh. and and sometimes I think like this is really overdoing it. Uh-huh. How many times a month do you link up with friends?
2: Realistically, yeah, realistically, uh, like just girlfriends yeah. or like couples' night uh, kind of no, that like stuff. Like, like just, just girlfriends, girlfriends mm. maybe, maybe twice a month. Okay, maybe twice a month. Like realistically, just girls hanging out, like going somewhere, uh-huh. and it doesn't even have to be a dinner. I'll go and work out with my friends, okay, and then go and grab lunch after. That's I cool. consider that like a a little meetup, you know, but. Yeah. I think it just gets too hard to, with everybody's schedules and, you know, everybody's responsibilities to maintain friendships. And there, I think, I believe I've spoken about this before, but loneliness is an epidemic. You know that it's becoming an epidemic in this country. And in the U.K., they actually have a program about loneliness where they're finding that older people, meaning 30 plus, um, are having a hard time connecting face to face with friends. They're finding that older. Because of social media? Because of social media, because of people's unwillingness to like leave your house anymore. Think about it when back in the day you would have to go to a bar. To meet. to meet people yeah. or to talk to people or you would have to go to the coffee house or to yeah. church or to all of these different places not the and church it's, um, well you know I know you would know but, <laughs> but like I think that that's the reason why a lot of people have um, difficulty like maintaining friendships because there's just a lot on our plates yeah, now you, know? you just
1: go in your DMs and see who's trying to holler like you don't even gotta go outside you be on your couch on Saturday right? Yeah. answering random motherfuckers talk about hey yeah you like my picture and do you answer everybody in your DMs I answer everybody in my DMs that I follow. Okay. That other area of like DMs of people you don't follow.
2: Oh, that's the, that's the bro, scary that space. that shit is real scary. That is the scary space. Like I
1: mentally prepare myself for what I'm going to find there. When
2: it says image is blurred for, uh, and I'm like, Mm-mm, not this one. I delete, delete. I don't even bother. It could be a picture of somebody's kid. I just don't even want to expose my eyes to it because I have seen too many things. <gasps> I pressed on the, th- you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Image blurred, <laughs> inappropriate
1: content. I don't even, I don't even even go in that area I went in that area the other day and it's like a woman sends me a message and she's like did you have neck surgery I'm like what what is she talking about so like now I'm looking at you like this (laughs) so I guess like (laughs) maybe I was like this like with my neck down and my skin creased and she was trying to sell me a lotion for a neck surgery scar that I didn't have.
2: People are already and always And I wrote
1: her back. Like... I said, I am literally crying right now that you think I have, like, a neck surgery it scar. It was the
2: angle, babe. It it's was the angle. It's just I had angle. my neck down,
1: so it's, like, my skin creased. And she was trying to sell me, like, a lotion for, like, my neck surgery uh, uh, No, scar. she's all, i una crema
2: That is why <laughs> I don't go in that damn area People right there. People
1: are trying there. to sell
2: you shit. Yeah. No, I don't do it. I don't go into the DMs and, like, I don't know. Am I like a loop? Maybe people try to holler. Maybe it would be I'm like 100% an ego sure boost. They probably, I should to probably holler. read them. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Whatever I'm feeling down. Go
1: in your DMs.
2: Well, let's talk about um, going. Let's go to the salon because I feel like we have a little bit of time, right? Do we have. Okay. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. So it says, uh, this is a letter from, let's see. It says, Hola, Preciosas. I'm a new listener. I've become such a fangirl of you two. Thanks for sharing your experience experiences, anecdotes, and advice. One thing I'm curious about is Carolina's career path. I was a huge fan of you on Elvis Duran's morning show. And was sad to see you go. Can you tell us about your experience on that radio show and what made you transition into TV now back to radio? Do you ever consider working with Elvis again? Keep up the kick ass podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And I don't have your name. I have gum in my mouth. I should have taken it. Do you? Yeah. Well, oh, you're mm. a pro. I didn't even realize yeah, it. Yeah, I've just been putting it to the side. Right on the listener um, letter. Go ahead. That Right there. Keeping it classy. So, um, all right, let me tell you. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, thank you for being a fan and listening during Elvis's show. I was sad to go, too. That's a big misconception. A lot of people thought I was, like, happy. Fuck this! I'm out. No, that was not that was not real. It's hard. It was it was really difficult. So, um, in a nutshell, always, always, from the time that I started going to school and the time that I started working, I wanted to work in television and I wanted to do a daily like lifestyle type of show. Um, and that's part of the reason why I went to L. A. But having the radio experience, I when I moved to New York, got the best of both worlds. I got to work on Elvis's show in the morning, and then I would also get to be like a correspondent or like an on-air expert and. I finally got to the point where I was just like, I'm so done being like the fill in or the side person or, you know, the expert. And so and I knew I could do it. And when the opportunity presented itself, I always said to my husband, I was like, I don't want to be 80 years old. God willing, I get there Mm -hmm. and look back and say, man, like what would have happened? Yeah, that's what would have happened if I if I didn't, you know, if I Took that opportunity, yeah. You know, I could have stayed with Elvis Duran's show. Um, I loved it. I thought it was one of the most en- enriching l- lessons, and and I mean, I learned so much. It's hard for me to put it into words because that show, day to day, you learn so much about yourself, I about other people, yeah. about like you know, you're basically working with a legend. But um Where did you go when you left Elvis? I went to a local morning show. Okay. A live local morning show called um, Live from the Couch. So oh. it was like basically Good Day New York, mm-hmm. what Rosanna Scotto and they do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was to counter program that. So it was like a local New York type of thing. And it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Really? Even though That's the show amazing. got canceled. Yeah. I met awesome people. I learned so much about myself. I grew as a broadcaster, as a talent, I gained that confidence. And then unfortunately it was canceled. And I've always said this It was probably one of the most Humiliating experiences of my life Aww. But it was the best thing To ever but you happen did it. to me But
1: you did it And that's all that matters It's like
2: I did it And it also puts so much Into perspective You know like We take a lot of these things For granted Like mm-hmm. when you're When you're like Working in media And people give you things Or you get to go to these events Or you get to do You know You kind of lose sight That like wow One day That's gonna end it's, It could be taken from me And one day Exactly People won't be answering Your emails Or calling you back or you know so it was definitely for me it was an eye opener and I would never ever change the experience but when I got the opportunity to come back to radio thanks to um, Rob Miller our old boss in Cubby I jumped at the chance. How did that
1: come about? Did you
2: get a call? I got a call so I was getting courted from another station Mm -hmm. and then I got a call from Cubby Cubby's always been my homeboy like I love him yeah yeah and so he called me and he said hey do you want to meet for lunch and I was like dude you feel bad for me huh because I don't have a job oh it just (laughs) happened like right after a week after the show got canceled. Get out canceled. of here. Okay, so good timing. Yeah, and so he goes, no, no, man, come on. Come down and have some lunch. I want to see you. I want to make sure you're okay. And so I met him for lunch, and we were just normal cubby, yeah. you know? And um, he just said to me, he was like, "What would you ever, would you ever think about working with me? And I said, get out of here. You know, I didn't even think because at the time they had their established show. And um, he was like, no, you know, like, we're we're thinking about making some changes. And, you know, and I said to him, Cubby, if I ever had the opportunity to work in radio again, I will never leave. And I had the conversation with Rob and the other company was very interested and I said, you know what? I may not be making as much. I may not be, you know, um doing something with this other company that they promised me a lot of other things. I said, but I believe in this and I believe in Cubby and I. And I think that this is where I'm eventually gonna like ride out. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. And I've always said it I will never ever leave radio again. That's I won't amazing. do it. Yeah, like, it's just, to me, it's the most powerful vehicle for anybody in media. I don't care what anybody says. TV, they come and they go. A new person can come in and say, you know what, I don't like that girl's look. I want a girl who's blonde-haired and blue-eyed, and boom, you're out. It is that crazy. It is real cutthroat. And you TV. could be the most talented person on the planet. And because one guy just
1: doesn't like the his way you dick
2: look, doesn't move for you. <laughs> you know, it's like they, you're out.
1: I like brudettes.
2: No, for, for sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, um, I don't know. I hope that you that I answered your question and would I ever consider working with Elvis again? You know what? I mean, you never know where our careers are going to go. You know, I mean, I think that he has an amazing show and. Gandhi is there now, and it's gone through so many different evolutions of people. And um, I always say Elvis is the gift that keeps on giving.
1: He really is. He's amazing. He
2: is the guy, and I say it all the time. I've gotten I had the opportunity to work with a legend, and if it ever presented itself again, I would absolutely do something with him. And there so you go. he's a class act. Yeah. He really so there is. you go. I love him. I hope I answered it the right way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh there you go. So anyway, next time you guys have questions, email us. It's life in spanglish podcast at gmail.com. And make sure that you guys are following us on social, um
1: L I Spanglish. On Twitter and on Instagram, and we have a Facebook page too. We're gonna open up a group on Facebook so that we can actually give you guys uh, like footage yes. that nobody else is gonna get—never before seen footage. We might give that. Can we do that, Andrew? All right. So we're gonna. Are open. we gonna have
2: to create it, or is like are people gonna be following us around, or like what's the deal with that?
1: Nah, I got you. I'm gonna explain it behind oh, okay, the scenes. <laughs> so only only the members get certain things. Oh, okay, good. See? And make sure you rate us too, five stars on iTunes, and um, press that follow button so that you know every
2: single time
0: Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Tech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire.
2: If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme.
1: Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out... And even though my uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.